Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and as you know, this is a pro wrestling podcast. The second one of 2019. If you didn't check out the one, the first ever one of the new year, just go back a couple of days to Wednesday. It's on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever Google's podcasting on. Or you can head over to youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules and you can get your live fill of it there or as live now as you go back. If you are a brand new listener though, we do two a week. We do the one where we round up the wrestling news and we also do today's one on a Friday where I'm very lucky and very privileged and very honored to be able to get people that support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Simon316 onto the podcast and have a, a chat with them. And today, all the way from San Diego, and it always blows my brain, as I always say, when people are not in the UK, I don't know why, I'm old, clearly, is my man Cheval. Cheval, how are you doing today? I'm good, Simon. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, dude. Thank you so much. I know it's like 10 a.m. where you are right now, so I appreciate uh, you getting up and taking the time to do this with me, my friend. It's my pleasure. And if people don't know, I know my name is a little bit, you know, uh, off. Uh, so Shovali is Israeli name. I'm originally from Israel, and I'm currently I'm been like almost ten years in San Diego. So, so there is that. Well, that's amazing, dude. And obviously, and this is something we talked about before we get on. We're both Jewish, which I thought was cool. Just liked it. Just did because I'm that, I'm just that kind of a person. I was like, yeah, Jew power. Yes, the uh, good guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So just just for my own personal personal interest, man, what why did you uh, why did you move over to San Diego? Any reasons or? So I finished my degree uh, back in Israel when I was twenty eight uh, because we served in the military. So I was in yeah, the military course, for yeah. three years from two thousand till two thousand three. So uh, and then you have time to you know you you don't you don't have money and you have to you have to work and then you uh, you need a break and then you have to go to school. So uh, I think here there's just more opportunities and it's, you know, it's bigger and, and, and opportunities just come one after another, one after another. So it's not like exactly like Israel. Israel is more small um, and there's less option there. That's a cool story, man. I like stuff like that. It takes a lot to, to move to another country, man, because obviously everything's different. And nine times out of ten, you're going somewhere we don't know anybody too. It's crazy. I came here by myself. All my family were, you know, it's still back home in Israel. Um, and I met, uh, I met my wife, uh, um, two years later and, um, she's American. She's from San Diego and we're expecting our first child. That's amazing, dude. I love stories like that. Well, congratulations for that straight away. But that to me Thank is, you. it is awesome. That takes, well, for lack of a better term, that takes balls. <laughs> I don't like that term. That's all <laughs> I can think about. So I'll, I'll just go on that. And it's, I love it, man. I love success stories when people take a chance, you know, put themselves out of their comfort zone, all that nonsense and, you know, manage to land on their feet. I think it's amazing. So that's cool, dude. I like that a lot. Um, going from that into some sad news, before we do talk about you know how you got into wrestling and stuff, literally like an hour after we'd finished the podcast on Wednesday, it did break that unfortunately, Mean Gene Oakland had passed away. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I yeah, I think you are going to have a very similar reaction to me because I think we're around the same age. It's one of those ones where look, it sucks when anybody dies in any kind of you know any kind of celebrity, but obviously the ones that mean more to you as a person, depending on what you grew up with, are always going to hit home a little bit harder. And this one for me, you know, I, I, it always sounds bad when I say it, but I do think it's true. That's why I don't mind talking about it. One of the things I think 
well, where the struggle comes from when you know people from your well, heroes or you know well-known figures from your childhood do hide, do die is that you get quite introspective with it and you're just like wow well, how the hell has that happened because for me when i first started watching pro wrestling mean gene obviously given how important he was to wwf i never saw him before that but how important he was to wwf was everywhere you know any kind of interview any kind of backstage skimming or anything was basically away from the ring that didn't feature gorilla monsoon or bobby heenan he was there or maybe jack tunney too so you know to get the news that he's passed away i mean he was mid-70s which is old but it's not super old um you know he's only like what three years older than vince mcmahon which which kind of sums it up but yeah it's just one of those things where you know you see the news break on twitter and it just sucks. I mean, that's life. It's something we all have to deal with. But yeah, it was just one of those things where I started thinking about it. And he really was one of the best. Like You go back now, obviously, there's clips all over the internet at the moment. He really, really was one of the best. Mean Gene is, uh, he's a, was a special, special man. And he delivered, uh, he delivered everything. He was so into it also. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, I was, I, I was still a kid, and I was like, you know, I was, I was watching him and Hulk Hogan and everything. That's how I, you know, I got to know him, as we say, like through the screen, and, um, and he was just like one of a kind. There's no, you know, with the attitude, with, with all in, you know, as we say. So, yeah, it's really, really sad. I heard about it yesterday, um, and I remember, and also I remember him going to WCW, and then. I was, and we can talk about it like a little bit later, but it's, it was just like funny. And I'm like, oh, he's, a, I mean, he's not supposed to be here. What is he doing here? You know, he's supposed to be in WWF back at the time. So that was like very strange to me. Yeah, I honestly, though, I mean, we will talk about this in a second. Like you say, it's those kind of memories that, you know, they hit you. Like, you know, I remember him, st- st- you know, my main memories are him. Yeah, interviewing people in a in a WWE ring or backstage, more more sort of importantly. But then I've got those WCW ones of him talking to Ric Flair or you know having conversations with Tony Schiavone. Like it all kind of starts to unravel yourself, mm-hmm. and you're like, man. But yes, it has happened. I mean, what can you do? That's especially if you're a wrestling fan, you're kind of used to deaths in the industry because there are so many. But at least when I say I should say at least they're all bad. But you know, at least this wasn't yeah. one that came too far out of left field. Obviously, Mean Gene, like I say, was in, was in his mid seventies. But yes, it did break just a few hours after that, so we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, if we didn't mention it. But dude, you mentioned it there. Let's let's transition into into happier and more and more positive conversation. I'm going to guess yeah. there's some kind of WWE versus WCW thing going on here. But look, tell me how you got into professional wrestling. Tell me, you know, why the sport of kings, as they say, managed to win you over? Because everybody always has a cool story, and I always love to hear it. So yeah, I mean. Um... I um I think I just turned on the TV one day and um I think it was probably before WrestleMania nine and um and the wrestling was on. I don't know who, who against who and what, but all the production and all the crowd and everything, just like everybody I see everybody's like into it and, and I see like cool moves and I see uh, you know, all the um, all the superstars and all the reaction and everything. And I remember that my first um my first really, really show that I sat down and watched was WrestleMania 9, which was the worst one ever. But for me, <laughs> it was, <laughs> but for me, it was pretty entertaining. I mean, you know, it was outside. It was, you know, it, it has the, the atmosphere, you know, in, in Las Vegas and, and, and all of that. Uh, of course, uh, years and years later, when you go back and you're like, oh, like almost every match in with like disqualification somehow or whatever it is on WrestleMania, that's kind of strange. But, um, but it has like the star power. I mean, I mean, Hulk Hogan was there even after his, his, his prime, as we say, uh, with the tag match. And then, and then I'm, I'm a Bret Hart fan, so Bret versus Yoko. And um, um, it was pretty, sh- I mean, I was pretty disappointed that I didn't see Bret Hart winning the world title. 
for the first time because nobody saw it. Um, so that was that was that. So he was just champion going into the into WrestleMania nine. But um, yeah, that was that was that was it. That was I like it. I like that you said that as well. I think you touched on something quite interesting there because I, there's so many matches that I loved as a kid or that meant something to me as a kid. And then when as you do grow up and you get into the internet and forums and stuff, you realize that the general consensus were that they sucked. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, wait. What looks like, my one is that I'm such a big fan of Austin versus uh, Taker at SummerSlam 1998. And as I've learned now, you know, Austin got concussed. And yeah, if you watch it, you can kind of see it. But it really does go to show the the, the differences you do watch wrestling as you grow up to it, you know, compared to where you are a child. Because I love that match. I remember, I've said this before, I remember jumping out of my seat and fist pumping when Austin won. I was that desperate for him to win. <laughs> but by and large, today is considered an absolute failure of a main event at SummerSlam. And so, yeah, you mentioned about the WrestleMania 9 and the whole Bret Hart thing. That's all it was about. What it was about is I like Bret Hart, therefore I'm going to enjoy Bret Hart's matches. The end. You know, it didn't really go. It, it didn't really go further further than that. So you get into so you get into that kind of. So obviously, you pick Bret Hart. Completely understand that because you know I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> and how does it evolve? Because obviously, I know loads of people that got into pro wrestling. They don't watch it now. In fact, a lot of my mates that don't come to me just to get updates here and there. You're obviously still knee deep in it. So. You know, just well, just give me sort of a, an understanding of how we went from sort of you know mid nineties, early nineties to all the way where we are now. Um, so so back then, really, I I really knew that they're going to to build uh, Bret Hart. I mean, I know his loss at WrestleMania is going to come. You know, and, and I'm talking as as a kid. I'm really not. You know, I don't know like anything in the industry and the backstage. You know, politics and whatever it is. And then the reward came in WrestleMania. 10. WrestleMania 10 was one of the best WrestleManias ever, I think, and uh, and that was Bret Hart's night. Uh, even though he lost, you know, in the in the first match, um, but growing up in Israel, it's 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 really really strange because um, they're not really. I mean, they watched it a little bit. I think in the mid 90s. I mean, some people, but it wasn't so popular. I mean, it was on, on the sports channel and whatever it is, and 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 believe it or not. Uh, Building to WrestleMania 14 before the the Austin era began, and because the, before the the Attitude era, uh, Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania 14 was the last Raw aired in the Sports Channel in Israel. Why? What happened? They switched to WCW. <laughs> Of course they did. That is the best answer. And I'm so- like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? No. I want to see. I want to see what's going on. I, 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 there's no way for me to see it. I mean, I have to see the pay per view, and I'm like, okay, there's all this build up, and now he's versus Sean and Mike Tyson and all of that. Now I know WWE is pretty hot, but I don't want to see that because they're, you know, they just like switching. So, in Israel, of course, back then they're a little bit late with everything. So, <laughs> so it was kind of a, it was kind of funny. I mean, That's sad a- and funny. So literally, just as Stone Cold Steve Austin was about to blow up, you get told you're not allowed to watch it anymore. We're going with World Championship Wrestling. Oh my god! And lucky enough, I mean, I had my cousin because we're watching together. He's like my he's like my little brother. His name is Maor. Um, so he he was downloading stuff, you know, from the internet, and we had to watch it in in different ways. But it was pretty. You know, it was months later, and it was you know, it wasn't like I saw it live or. You know, and get excited like that. So, but does that mean you know. does that mean you just weren't able to watch Raw from that point on? So it just vanished from your TV screens. It, 
vanished from my TV for a few <laughs> good years, and then we just like kept on, and just like downloading, downloading raw, uh, raw, and then you know in '99 the SmackDown, and then pay-per-views, and we were just like you know him and I just, just you know I I go to his place, and we know we're gonna download, we're gonna put it in the projector, you know if it's WrestleMania, if it's Royal Rumble, like big big events on full screen on and and that was you know an event for us you know and, and, and it, because it, it wasn't on our sports channel so that's brilliant you know. that is what, yeah. what that's your own kind of screw job that is so <laughs> yeah. so you start getting wcw do you watch it do you, i guess you do right because you mentioned mean gene early do you just go okay well they've they've flipped a dime on me here but i'll, I'll just go with it i'll go with it i still like wrestling and i still you know it's it, it's fine I remember I was before, it, I think it was like high school or something, or even, you know, a little bit before that. Uh, and I did some, some, some things was, was, you know, were very good. And something was just, I don't think, I didn't know what exactly was, because I know as a kid, there's a difference between I'm watching this product and that product. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. And of course, I'm growing up and everything. And I, and I also, I learned like mass communication in college and everything. So everything is about production. I mean, Vince McMahon is a genius. Vince McMahon knows how everything inside and out about production. And I can appreciate it. Sometimes he's using it to, to cheat a little bit because the product is really not good, but the production around it is super, super good. Yeah. So everything was live and colors and red and everything and raw. And then you go to WSW and you see gray and black. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And I'm like, what? Is this the same? Why is the ring smaller? Like, what's going on here? Like, why, you know, and why and why the rings sound different, you know? So I'm like, you know, so Goldberg was, Goldberg basically saved them. Um, and I did watch it. It was, um, it was the only storyline that I can get behind, which is funny because when he came back um, a few years ago, uh, my one of my best friends here in San Diego, his name is Atlas, he was watching back then WCW and he really liked Goldberg. And the only reason he turned in to watch Monday Night Raw right now was because of him. Wow, well, there you go. So that's a, that's a fan right there. He's a fan and he also, and you know what? And, and even if one person can make you, you know, turn in and watch even for, for a few weeks. He also liked, you know, it was back then, it was Jericho and Owen, so he kind of liked that. And I really liked it. It was, it was brilliant. Um, but after he's gone and there's no more really interesting storyline, he, he has no purpose to watch it. So that's kind of sad. That's not, especially as well, because at that, I mean, it's still the same now, but at that age, even more so, you're so invested in storylines and characters. And like you say, even the look of the show, to just pull a 180 on you like that is, is going to be jarring to say the least. And because, yeah, look, I, well, it's also when you're a kid, you kind of have allegiances too. Like, even though I would secretly go and, you know, watch WCW, but I knew they had a big angle, I wanted to see what was going to happen. I, you know, my allegiances, my, my passion was with WWE. That's what I decided as a kid. It's the same with everything. Like, I like video games, but Nintendo are my favorite console because I played Nintendo games yeah. as a kid. Like, that's where it all comes from. And it's the same with that. So for all of a sudden, one day to you to be told, and you're right as well. Like, I'm not saying WCW didn't do, they did amazing things for the wrestling business, but you're right. In terms of the production, the way it looked, it did look like second rate. That's always been dubbed. I mean, WWE is so good at production that, you know, major sports companies watch what they're doing and borrow their ideas. I mean, that's happened with the NFL and and who knows what else i mean i think some of the stuff the nfl news now is stuff that the xfl was doing in terms of camera work and production 
So that is a, I don't know, I'm amazed you stuck with it for, for, for as long as you did, because it, when that happens, you are kind of just before the big internet boom, so you can't use all of that to, to stay up to, up to date with it. I guess you just had to go out of your way to, so does that mean when you got back to WWE, Stone Cold Steve Austin had kind of risen and was flatlining oh, a little yeah. bit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had to, we had to watch back because I'm like, okay. And then at, at 2000, uh, I joined the military, and before the military, I kind of uh, did my own things. I wasn't in my head to watch you really wrestling. I mean, I was you know a kid growing up, and I had like different things in mind, and and really don't have time even to watch it sometimes because I was working, I was uh, I was going out, I was doing stuff. So and then when I did came back to it, um, we we kind of took our time to go back then and then watch a few episodes a day just to catch up. Wow. So you literally, sp- <laughs> that's, this is amazing. Dude, this is dedication. And then some, yeah, course, yeah. My, my cousin had literally, he had the WWE network before WWE network. He was re- recording everything. He had everything on downloads <laughs> and, and files and everything. Let's go to this year and let's watch that. Of course, we like fast forward like you know eighty percent of the of the things, but we just needed to catch on and to see you know major storylines and stuff like that. And you know, so I, that I, was that. I, I guess I guess at that point as well, you kind of tune in. You're like, oh man, who's this guy called The Rock? Who's this guy? <laughs> like, he's he seems this guy seems pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, wow, no, no, no. I see. Yeah, no. I've seen. I've seen The Rock. I've seen Die Rocky Die. I've seen all of that. And then uh, he's. But yeah, when he when he took it to the next level, uh, it was you know it was not. I didn't see that. And then I had to go back and watch that. That's amazing, dude. That's that an amazing. That's an amazing story. That's why I always like doing these kind of chats because that is. I can just imagine. I can just imagine as a kid waking up and being like, "Wait, where's wrestling?" I don't understand what is this like. It's just so jarring because you get, especially even as an adult, it's true. But as a child, you get so used to routines and stuff like that. And then, oh man, that's that's absolutely brilliant. I love yeah, it. and then and then I know that the attitude era was uh, everybody was talking about the two main superstars was Stone Cold and The Rock, Stone Cold and The Rock, and um, and I think there's three. There's not two superstars back in the attitude era, and that's you know make everything. Much, much more interesting. It's Stone Cold. It is The Rock, and it's Vince McMahon. It's Absolutely, Vince McMahon. man. I... This this character is just he's not back on TV right now. Just you know, just for the fun of it, he's missing on TV. And I think, um, I think in the mid, I mean, after after he shaved his head or something, I don't know. It was uh, it wasn't on TV for a long time, and 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 you, and you felt it. And you felt like Mr. McMahon is not here and something is, I mean, I'm a business owner and he's a business owner too. And when your product is not doing so good, you have to get yourself together. And especially when you are the one of the best character ever in, in the history, you need to, you need to show up and, and change stuff. It's true. I mean, I think the real testament to that character as well is obviously it was overdone after a certain point, but you know, he's just come back to TV and I remember I was quite excited about it. And when he turned up on SmackDown that same week and, you know, in subsequent weeks, I st- I get a kick out of seeing him again. Like, I, I don't think that's the answer to WWE's problems. And, you know, if the, if the new era idea is just that Vince McMahon's going to be on TV, obviously that's not a long-term solution. But I think it is because of everything he did back then and everything he was able to achieve. It is exciting. Like, you know, he, he, he made his mark. It was as if, you know, if somebody told me, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be back on TV for the next two months, I don't know what you can do with him. I don't know what he can achieve. But I know I'm going to tune in for that because, like you say, during the Attitude Era, one of the biggest times in the wrestling business, 
him, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin were, and Vince McMahon, sorry, were just, they were ahead of the game. They just were. And that's, and I think that's why nostalgia. It's entertaining and want to watch that, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why when Goldberg, you know, we talked about Goldberg, when Goldberg came back in 2016, I, I was so pumped for it. Because A, a you get the nostalgic run, which is uh, the most powerful tool ever. Again, we mentioned video games. Nothing will ever be more important to me in the world of video games than Ocarina of Time because I played it when I was a kid and I loved it to such a degree. And that's the same, you know, as soon as I hear Goldberg's going to come back, he's going to fight Brock Lesnar. They're going to make up for that WrestleMania 20 match. I'm like, I'm going to watch it because I can feel like I did back then. And it doesn't even matter. It's weird. Like, no matter what you're going through in your life, when good things happen, you just remember those good things. Everything else kind of falls by the wayside, which is why nostalgia is such a powerful tool. So I totally agree. Vince McMahon's contributions, not only behind the scenes, but in front of the camera, can't be, they can't be overstated. And that's why, you know, when he comes out and everyone's moaning about him on Squared Circle, people still go crazy for him. They love seeing him. People love seeing Vince McMahon. I can literally, um, I mean, raw a month, and so ago, I think we, I talked to you about it before that it was the most boring Raw in the history of Raw. <laughs> and uh, I, almost didn't go, I almost didn't go to the live show in San Diego into the Raw. So, I mean, if you show me right now backstage of, of uh, superstars going from, um, uh, from the arena to the gorilla position and just, uh, and just interacting with Vince McMahon, I can watch two hours of that. Yeah, true. So, and that's, by the way, what, you know, my wife is not really into the whole wrestling and the matches and everything, but more behind the scenes uh, is more interesting, like the 365 and, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that, all the documentary behind the scenes. It's, it can be really, really, really interesting. No, I do, but I think that's, that's um, I, I never really fell out of love with wrestling, but that is absolutely what dragged me back in where, you know, when I learned about this whole backstage community and dirt sheets and I was like, what on earth is this? It was like relearning how the wrestling business worked, which was, exactly, it was yeah. absolutely incredible. Now, that's, that's abs- I think I would have been a fan regardless, but I don't know if I would have been as an intenser fan if I hadn't stumbled across all of that. Like, it really, you know, when I, when I learned about the Wrestling Observer, I was like, what on earth is this? Like, it's just yeah. t- telling me everything <laughs> that I want to know about these people's lives. That doesn't seem right, and yet I can't get enough of it. It's like reality exactly. TV on paper. <laughs> So strange. Uh, you mentioned you went to the San Diego Raw as well. We should talk about that briefly. Remind me which episode that was, and we'll go through it kind of quickly just to just to sort of get an understanding of what it is like to go to to a Raw at the uh, moment. It was when Seth Rollins um, um, uh, talking to Baron Corbin. He like was that one. McMahon and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and just talking about how the show is bad and whatever and i talk and i tell my wife he's talking really to vince mcmahon he's not talking to baron corbin he's just he's just there <laughs> and i'm like that's kind of you know what if they acknowledge it it's kind of cool you know uh, don't treat us like we're idiots you know at least you do that which is good but don't get to that point i mean you have enough money and you have enough you know, and that's what it's all about. It's about money. I mean, they have tons, a lot of money. And for the next, you said until 2024 at least. Uh, so, yeah, but 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 Monday Night Raw was great. It was great. Seth, Seth Rollins was over. Um, Bailey and Sasha is also very, still very hot in the live crowd. Um, of course, they're not doing anything with them and they broke them up. Um, they, they just canceled their rivalry because of the tag championship. So... That's what I think, at least. And then, um, so yeah, Monday Night Raw was actually pretty entertaining. It was pretty cool. Did that surprise you? Because obviously you mentioned to me that you weren't sure about whether you wanted to go. And you just, you decided to go, I just presume, because, you know, you're a wrestling fan and it's in your hometown. 
And you still have to go through three hours. Like, you know, it's still a bit of a slog, well, in terms of what a lot of people say. Do you think it just resonates better live at the moment than it does on TV? Because obviously a lot of people struggle with the TV portion of the moment because it goes too long, it's too boring. But when you are there with the live atmosphere and other crowd around you, that's going to get your adrenaline going too. I think I was in different Monday Night Raw, I think two of them here. And it felt really long. And I don't think they um, they did so much to entertain us during the commercial breaks. I'm not doing, I'm not talking doing the match, you know, when there is like between segments and stuff. Um, so all the lights are out, and then so the last one they just uh, played different stuff on you know on, on the Titantron and it was uh, interesting stuff. So it was it it, it wasn't so so bad. I mean the three hours you know went back pretty pretty quickly. Not 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 always. It's not always the case. Would you go to when they come back? Will you go back? Say it again. When they come back to San Diego, was it good enough that you won't second guess it this time and you'll just go? Yeah, I mean, I literally because it was the worst raw. Because when I when I was about to purchase the tickets, it was the, after the, the the worst raw ever two weeks before that, and I was like literally canceling. I did the whole process on 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 tickets, whatever, and then I was just. No, cancel. I, I I really don't want to go just for the just for the entrances, and then and then a day before Monday Night Raw, um, I'm like, you know what? I'll see. And it was half price, <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it as a night out. Me and my wife. We'll go. You know, just just to have a popcorn and a and, and a drink. And the resting is gonna be in the background. So I'm but but I'm happy that we we went. It was it, it was nice. So, in a way, you've kind of seen a, an historic show to a certain degree because that was the last one. You know, I think that was the one that got the lowest rating ever or whatever or you know, down there in, in the doldrums before Vincent Mann decided to get back. So, you kind of saw the end of an era and hopefully the start of a new one. What do you think about all the changes they're making at the moment? You know, Vincent Mann is back, Shane McMahon, Triple H. Stephanie definitely hasn't been on TV that much, but she's part of it. Obviously, we're introducing new superstars. As I've said a lot of my What Culture videos, and I stand by it and I'm happy to be proven wrong down the line, although I'll be upset if that does happen. I still think we've got to wait kind of to a good few weeks to know where we're at with all of this. But, you know, what's your take on it at the moment? Do you like where it's going? Do you find WWE watchable? Do you feel like we need a change? Are you excited about the Royal Rumble? Well, there's loads of questions, but, I mean, do, do you trust them, I guess, is my big question. I agree with you. It will take some time. Uh, it will take, it, it, you know, those kind of changes doesn't happen in, in a week or two. It, it, it takes time and the build-up, and uh, we have to be invested in a certain superstar, um, you know, after, you know, the bad news about Roman and everything. Um, so so we need to get behind someone. Not that we got behind Roman Reigns, but, you know, now Vince don't have, don't have a choice and you have to, you have to put someone else over. Um, it happened before. And WWE was pretty boring until, until the summer of 2011. And then, and then CM Punk came. Yeah. So, so I was there. I mean, and, and it's kind of funny because I will take you a little bit back. My cousin, back in the in the ECW uh, version, uh, um, the WWE version of ECW. <laughs> yeah. Uh, CM CM Punk was there, and and then, and my cousin used to watch everything. He watched Monday Night Raw, he watched SmackDown, and he watched also ECW. I think he is he's, he's one of the few. Yeah. So. Um, 
and he told me, oh, you have to watch it and this and that. And there is like some some things are pretty interesting. There is the guy there, CM Punk. I really like him. I don't know why, but I like him. He's kind of cool. He's doing this. He's doing cool kicks and cool moves. And and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll watch it. And since then, we were both fans of CM Punk, which was kind of weird. But he wasn't still there. And then I was really, really happy that all the, um, you know, the pipe bomb and everything. And CM Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers, I mean, uh, by far. Do you, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a somewhat loaded question, but do you actually think it'll ever come back? I mean, I, I, I sort of, I, I think it was ever going to happen. We're talking about 10 years minimum, or maybe five to 10. You know, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Because when you hear and speak to him in interviews, he doesn't seem to have any kind of interest whatsoever. And not in a, you know, not in a fake way. He seems genuinely quite, I don't want to say upset, but he doesn't want to come back to wrestling anytime soon. I mean, we're going to transition to talk about this in a second. We may as well do it now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all, 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 all elite wrestling, right, is is such a strange venture to me in, in the best possible way. Because um, I, I can see that being somewhere that CM Punk would end up because it's a wrestling company run by wrestlers. And that's not really something that's been talked about a lot. I was thinking about this the other day, but I, I do think that changes the game a lot. And the fact that this Tony Khan guy who's you know, very well very well off dude, obviously very, a massive wrestling fan. If you go on Squared Circle at the moment, somebody has gone and found one of the house show reports he said to Dave Meltzer about you know, 12 years ago, whenever it was. So it goes to show that you know, it's almost like a fan and a bunch of wrestlers are making a, a wrestling company. I know you can say that about WWE in the sense that Triple H is in charge, but it's different. It just is. The fact that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're building it off the ground allows it to be much more free, much more open. And it's brand new, so you're not going to be dragged down by anything in the past but so i mean a double question there really do do you see cm punk come back to any kind of wrestling and what is your take on all elite wrestling i mean are you someone that watches more wrestling than just wwe or you know what's your outside of the wwe wrestling like um i think he's still burned out i don't think he's gonna come back not anytime soon anytime that i'm telling my my wife like you know once a month oh guess what happened like last night she's like cm punk is back no okay so i don't care (laughs) so so it's you know it's kind of a, a private joke. So it's, uh, I don't think he's, he's, he's going to come back. WWE like, did enough to him. So he's, he's still away uh, for at least the, the next four or five years. I will be surprised. I think everybody will, will be if he's going to come back. And as far as the wrestler, wrestlers are going to, to control the organization, um, I mean, it's good news that there's something else uh, out there. I mean, besides WWE, you know, since 2001. But, but you know it's not going to survive if the wrestlers are going to book their own storylines. That's a very good point, actually, yeah. That is the- it happens in WCW, and we saw what happened. And with Kevin Nash and with you know with everybody else and and, and Hulk Hogan, everybody has like a um, you know the you know their the guarantee contract and whatever it is and, and 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 the booking. So it's 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 not going to when you have one boss and when you have one man and Vince McMahon for the good and the bad, it can go a little bit further. It's the, yes, they're gonna be around for a little bit, but if 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 the wrestlers at some point everybody will want to be over and everybody wants something and uh, why him and not me and and you know, all the politics and it's not going to survive that is true and they're gonna have to balance that well because obviously cody rhodes is 
integral to that backstage. Apparently, the you know the young bucks are going to be in charge of that stuff. I like to think that they they seem like very self aware wrestlers, and I think that was the problem in the early two thousands or the late nineties, I should say. No one seemed to be self aware. I mean, especially people at WCW, they were killing their own company and they didn't even notice. I like to think that kind of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega represent a kind of new generation of wrestlers where. They know what they're doing. They understand the game, but they're not trying to rip each other's heads off. But I do think you're right. There needs to be... The Bucks got to stop with somebody. <laughs> the irony, the Bucks got to stop with somebody. But, you know, <laughs> you know, without that, you're right. We've seen what could happen. And again, people can prove you wrong, but you never know. I mean, do you watch stuff like New Japan of Ring of Honor? Uh, unfortunately, no. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because WWE has so much contact that I, I, I don't have time. You know, I, I, I still work. I'm doing, I'm, I'm busy as is. Um, and when I, I do watch, I watch, you know, I watch, I watch Raw, I watch the pay-per-views. And if I do have time, I always catch up on NXT because I think it's brilliant. And loads of people say that. I totally understand why you don't have the time or, or even the inclination to watch other stuff because, like you say, there is so much WWE. And I think that's what NXT exists to do, right? You probably get what you would get from New Japan or Ring of Honor or whatever by watching NXT because it's very different to the main product and does feel like an indie show, for lack of a better term. It's very, very, very different. And I'm not watching Monday Night Raw or uh, SmackDown live. I mean, uh, here on, on the West Coast, I mean, it's 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 8 p.m. It's yeah. already recorded. Like, the people already have results and stuff. So I'm always on the it's on the DVR, and I'm always starting to watch like an hour or two hours after that. So I don't I will you know no commercials and stuff because I don't have the three hours to watch it. <laughs> so um, oh, of course, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's about that. And then the previews, I I. I I do watch it pretty much live, uh, pretty pretty much if I if I can. But NXT, I think a few weeks ago I was I was back. Oh, I, we went to the NXT after my birthday. It was in July, like it was. Uh, we went to the NXT show, so I had to watch. I didn't watch like 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 eight episodes or, or seven episodes, so I had to watch everything <laughs> <laughs> just to catch up on the on the on the NXT show. So and then and then I'm watching it and I'm like, huh, I should watch more NXT. It's actually pretty cool, you know, all the. They're doing it. Triple H is doing very great stuff there. I'm I'm sad to see that it's not translation to the main roster um, with Gargano with Champa. I mean, it's it's amazing, really, really. The matches are very good with with Alistair Black and and, and all the storyline that, that was you know. And now the DIY, it's super super interesting. I'm, I'm you know, it's amazing product, amazing. How was the NXT show compared to watching Raw? Because obviously you get a very different experience. I mean, was it an NXT? It would have been just a house show, I'm guessing, right? It was a house show, yeah. Um, Not in a very, very big venue, but still people, you know, um, it was nice, nice uh, amount of crowd. Um, And it was was wrestling fans. They they, they reacted. it It was not too long. It was not boring. I mean, they had like a break in the middle, which was kind of weird for me. Um, but but everybody everybody had fun. It was it was well well done. And speaking of house shows, I think people every time that I'm that I'm 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 doing uh, it just bothered me like so much about the Saudi Arabia um, uh, two pay per views that they you know the Crown Jewel and uh, yeah. Super whatever it was. I mean, people have to understand. Just Vince McMahon got a lot of a lot of money for that, and it's just a house show 
showed on the WWE network. It's not part of the pay-per-views. It's not part of anything. Stop people like making like too too big of a deal about it. Just let them have the fun, you know. Or you know, in the middle, you know, I'm from Israel. I know how it's like. We have the Middle Eastern <laughs> attitude, and we have the this. I mean, I know, you know, they want something, and they're just gonna offer you like a lot of money. Okay, take a few millions and whatever, and then come here, and I want to see this, and I want to see that. Perfect. Vince McMahon is going to say that. I mean, but the first time, the first hour that I've seen the first show, I'm like, this is a house show. Oh yeah. Oh, this no, is no, a no, question. Everybody yeah. like, yeah. So it is a house show. It's aired on a WWE network, and that's that. People just took it to to the extreme, you know, like a. Like they messed up WrestleMania or something. It's you know, Crown Jewel. I don't even consider it like a pay per view. So it's all good. He's got the money. We got they got their entertainment. We watch it on the network. Sure, that's really interesting, man. Because obviously, not a lot of people had that take. And I actually, I I, I always like hearing from both sides of the coins. I find it, I find it interesting. Do you, how do you feel about that deal going forward? Because obviously, the the plan is to go twice again this year and next year and year after that. I guess in your mind, it's just entertainment. They should just go and get it done. I mean, I know the WWE Network eventually in a few years will air also like live shows and Vince will put some cameras there and everything. It's health shows. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. It's there. Did you, did, did, did you see Shane McMahon get crowned best in the world? Of course I did. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, uh, you know what? I didn't know if it was a work, if it was a shoot. Like, what's going on? Because Miz really, like, you know, did the whole thing with his leg there. And I'm like, oh, wait, what's what's going on here? And why did Shen make it? You know what? It was, it was so bizarre to me that I kept watching and I was laughing. And it was like, you know what? It's dumb, but I'm watching it anyway. But it is what it is, you know? Oh, okay. dude, no, dude, no, 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 dude, I'm with you, man. I, 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 it's a tough thing to talk about because everything we've just touched upon. But I, I, and if someone said to me, what made you laugh more than anything in 2018 WWE? It was when Shane McMahon won. You know, and, like, and that's not, that's not for anything else. Like, take the context of it was ever. I sat here in the very same chair I'm in now and I was in tears because I couldn't believe that WWE had gone to such length to put on this huge tournament. And then there were so many other questions as well. Like, what if John Cena had been in it? Were we still going to job John Cena out to become, you know, to, to get to have Shane McMahon be the best in the world? I laughed at it so much, I actually forgot that we still had DX versus the Brother of Destruction. I thought that was the end of the show. And then oh they started God. coming out. I was like, oh, man, yeah, we're doing that as well. Oh, man, it made me laugh. Oh, man, it made me laugh. What a, what a wonderful thing that really was. That was uh, one of the worst matches. I don't want to see <laughs> any, of them, any of them again. And uh, it's it still is a house show, and I'm always reminding myself, I mean, Akshoval, you don't have to watch it. It's all good. It's only a house show. You can turn it off whenever you want. Uh, it's only for their crowd, and it's only for their money, so you don't have to watch it. It's not going to indicate anything for the future reference. And, but the best in the world thing, I mean, you know what? Whatever came out of that is amazing. Shane McMahon, I know, I know, I, because I've been watching, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I know you're not a big, big fan of those two, uh, of the storyline and whatever, even though you gave it up for the last segment. I mean, but for me, Shane McMahon coming to his music and then the Miz, like, starting to, you know, to imitate him, and it makes me laugh a little bit. And I like laughing, and it's, and it's good. That's good attitude, man. I like that. And I, I totally get that, too. And I think that's when WWE really shines, is that some things will make a very... Well, when I'm watching it, for example, some things that I know nobody else is laughing at make me laugh. And because of that, I enjoy the show more. And really, they're the best parts of wrestling. When I turn it on, I'm just laughing in spite of myself. Like, this is so dumb. 
but that's that you know that i i did I, it's weird i was listening to some other podcasts and stuff and everybody seems to have turned on the miss shane mcmahon angle uh from the other day i like it i actually thought well i thought that the best thing they'd done was everything with the costumes the miz acting a bit like a kid and uh shane mcmahon being more like this is preposterous what am i doing i thought there was something there i don't know what they, my, my big thing with it i don't know where they're going with it i don't know what the long term the long term plan with it uh what it is but no, I, anything that makes people laugh, I'll never... It's like Dave Meltzer always sums it up brilliantly when he goes to watch a wrestling show and he says, you know, I personally didn't like it, but all the crowd were chanting and going crazy and therefore it was the right thing to do. You know, because you know what? That, that's what it's all about. Uh, that's what it's all about. I agree with you. And you know what? I don't want to know where it's going. Let them have it. As a fan, I want to be, you know what? I, I Because some storylines, you know where it's going to end and you already know the the outcome and everything and just let them just don't screw it up and do something super super horrible like do something entertaining that i can get behind i really don't know what's gonna happen next week i don't know what's gonna happen in in the Royal rumble or wrestlemania or or how or how far they're going to take it but as long as you entertain me do it and do it right i mean chris jericho and kevin owens were amazing by the way kevin owens is really really miss missing on the show oh, man, and speaking yeah. about Ke- speaking about kevin owens i do want him to come back at the Royal rumble and win it because the Royal rumble became i mean <sighs> growing up there's a few things that that i i it's missing for me as a kid and i think it's also valid for now a is the Royal rumble winner uh to because uh, i watched back then stone cold steve austin in 98 winning the Royal rumble and the and the austin era began and then Maybe Chris Benoit was a little bit after that, but everybody, you know, can't remember that anymore because it's not mentioned anymore. And 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 I get it. But these days, there's not really like the upcoming superstar that they he will take the torch and go on to main event WrestleMania. It was it happened to Daniel Bryan, but he wasn't in, even in the Royal Rumble, which was kind of a, you know it, it was weird. <laughs> but so I want the Royal Rumble winner to be. Uh, I mean, because now they have to split it. It's one Money in the Bank winner and the Royal Rumble throughout the year so it's it's kind of a so they have two opportunities throughout the year which I get it but WrestleMania of course is the, is the main stage and also I want them to use the Intercontinental Championship as a stepping stone to to being a great great superstar and and and, and going to the main title oh man absolutely they're not, they're not really doing that and I mean I mean they even took it off I mean at some point and I don't know. It, it, for me, I, I still want it to be, I mean, the guy that will win it, I know he's going eventually to be the champion, you know, in a year, in, you know, like Stone Cold, like Bret Hart, like, you know, and you, you get what I'm saying. No, no, dude, I'm with you, man. Like, I, you know, if we are talking about new eras and what we can do differently. I think making the titles mean something again is important. It's why the Universal title at this stage, I like, I don't, again, I've discussed Brock Lesnar at length here. I don't need to do it again. I don't mind Brock Lesnar, but I do mind the fact that Universal title has been off TV more than it has been on it. And that does affect the legitimacy and the, and the worth of the thing. And I would like it that every time I see an IC title match, every time I see a US championship match, tag team title, women's title, whatever, I know it's something to care about because that's what I've been, you know, that's what I've been taught. So I, I do think we need to do that. I'd absolutely like to see them come back. I think the Royal Rumble winner this year is a, is an interesting one because I'm like you I, I, if Kevin Owens came back and won it I would be ecstatic like, I think that would be the best thing they can do and what a way to fire him up before the year's even but just starting 
But I don't know. I, I think you could you could argue it for Seth Rollins. You could argue it for Drew McIntyre. You could argue it for Braun Strowman. I mean, I know that he's in the main event match at, at the Royal Rumble, but they've done that before. Like, there are so many different things that you can come up with. There's not really a, a surefire winner for me. But then again, if you had asked me 12 months ago, did I think Shinsuke Nakamura is going to win? I'd say, no, absolutely not. But I like that. I like going into these big matches not knowing who's going to win. That's when wrestling's at its best because you'll buy in and you'll be confused. And, and maybe we've got some surprises there as well. I don't know who that would be. But you just never know. Again, I never saw AJ Styles coming a few years ago, and he did. I was um, I was in St. Louis last year. Uh, it was a year and a half ago. It was the Money in the Bank. And that was that moment. I was at the live show. I was there. And then it was that moment. that was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They say, at the ring, and they put the letter... The ladder on the side, and then and it, they, it was just like face to face, and all the crowd just lost it. And then that's where WWE decided, okay, that's gonna be the main event at WrestleMania, and I knew it. So I was happy that Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble, and then I was so happy that because I know, okay, maybe maybe Vince McMahon changed his mind about not American, you know, champion or whatever, and then he lost, and then he loses like fifteen thousand times. <laughs> of I mean, did. okay. I mean, what are you doing? You just made you know made the whole crowd very happy and everything. I mean, the turn heel was 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 okay and everything, but it wasn't a payoff. He didn't even win the championship after that. Yeah, no. I mean, heel turns in WWE in general have been bizarre. I sat down the other day to try and figure it out. There's so many you can go through and and, and question. I've got my actually. I wrote a list somewhere. Let me see if I can find it quickly because it is quite when you actually go through it. It is a bit like, um, yeah, so I don't know why I did this. I'm just a weird person. But obviously, <laughs> uh, well, Becky Lynch obviously had a heel turn, right? But it didn't work because she got cheered. I mean, that's just, there's no oh two ways about God. it. Dean that Am- was the best thing ever. I mean, it was great. But in terms of a heel turn, it didn't work. They turned, that's you know, true. They turned Ambrose and they tried to use the Roman Reign news to make it a bigger, you know, make him a bigger bad guy. But it didn't. He feels as, you know, he just feels like a bad guy. He doesn't feel like a super bad guy or anything like that. Charlotte has moved around from face to heel at least three times over the last 12 months. Braun Strowman, as we forget, was a heel with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler for about four weeks. Aiden English turned heel and that killed his TV run. Nakamura obviously went heel at WrestleMania and we know that he kind of went off the peg a bit. Lashley went heel. He didn't do much. Nia Jax, both a face against bullying oh and then became oh a heel because she was a bully and obviously the whole Sasha Banks and Bailey thing never went anywhere so WWE other than Daniel Bryan's most recent heel turn which I'm really enjoying has actually kind of botched <laughs> it's kind of botched yeah. all, all, all of their heel turns over the last over the last year and I found that quite incredible and maybe that's something they need to they need to balance out a bit I know the whole shades of gray thing yeah 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 but I much rather maybe now go back to a point where we have a bit more defined define good guys and bad guys because i think when you blur the lines too much and like charlotte for example i don't know what charlotte is at the moment and i think i'd much rather know what her character should be i think you can go too far with that shades of gray thing basically but yeah the, the heel turn in the wwe it happens on a whim i mean big show came back for a month turned heel then left again and i, I still I, <laughs> I still have no explanation as to why that happened i don't think i'm ever going to get one same with carmella carmella went face just because she was hanging out with our truth and i was like all right i guess i'll just go with it so yeah, it, 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 it's very, very strange how they do that. It's a, I'm always reminding myself it's a very big company. You don't know anything going on backstage yeah, yeah. And, and injuries and politics. And, and some guys is doing this, some guys doing that. And this guy is being arrested and he has to go off, you know. So we don't know. We don't, go, we don't know everything, which I get it. I mean, sometimes, you know, they have to do what they have to do. And that's fine. Uh, what I mean, but, but you're absolutely right. And I think... Everybody wanted 
everybody wanted Roman Reigns to turn heel. Me too. I know Vince McMahon is not going to because what's the purpose of of, of turning someone heel? Is to boo him. Yeah. If they're gonna turn Roman Reigns heel, they're going to cheer because they've been booing until now. So that's one, and they were never gonna do it. Whoever needs to do uh, a heel turn is Finn Balor because Finn Balor got a mega, not a mega, like a super mega push when he came from NXT. He was at NXT for two years, and then he came to the main roster. He, the first pay per view, he won the he won the Universal Championship, and then he comes back after the injury. And he is one of the mid cards. I mean, I'm like, I, and I was pretty sure that Vince is going to still push him, and he's not pushing him. And I really don't know why, because he's still over, and he, people still like him. And my wife likes him because he has, like, you know, the, you know, you know, all the, uh, because his gear and everything, you know. So supporting the gays and the community and everything. So, and 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 he's likable, and he's this turning him heel. Is perfect, and then go behind him, and then do the Bauer Club, and then do the Bullet Club, and then do whatever you want. And then you have you have the men to do it. You can bring Gallus and Anderson with you, and even AJ Styles do a very big group. Even though Vince doesn't like like big groups anymore, like DX or whatever it is, but but still something will. It's interesting. It's 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 something happening, and then you have a lot of options to go with with a lot of. You know, with a lot of wrestlers, that that that's my personal opinion. No, I do. I agree. I think someone like Finn Balor as well needs it. Uh, they're the kind of people you should look at because, like I say, he just. I think that's why he'll turn with work because even though his momentum has been kind of shot in the foot recently because they just don't do anything with him. At the same time, people do still like him. He just has this innate quality which people will warm to. So if you now kind of switch that and all of a sudden make him a bad guy, I think people would react really well to that. I mean, they're saying they're going to push Finn Balor. I didn't see any evidence of that on the last episode of Raw. But again, I'm happy to wait uh, and, t- and see what happens over the next few weeks. But yeah, I think people like Finn Balor absolutely need a heel run. Um, I mean, there'll be other people I can't think of at the top of my head now. But yeah, I, I don't understand why they don't do that. Like, if they're not doing anything with Finn Balor, and you've already, maybe the, maybe Vince McMahon doesn't know what he did in New Japan. I don't know. But I absolutely think that's an area you at least want to touch upon. So, and look, it's more options down the line. A Finn Balor heel run, I think, would be great, especially if you put him in a stable, replicate everything he did uh, in New Japan. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be absolutely awesome. Yeah, and then we have the call-ups from NXT also, and I'm trying to think about what's going to make me more interesting in 2019. And we have Lars Sullivan, and we have, I think Lacey Evans is going to be like a nice um, twist to that. Um, there's something in her. Uh, and then Lars Sullivan is just a big guy. They're going to give him a big push. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty bored about it. I mean, all the canes and, the, you know, the chalk slams and the... And then this, and I mean, it's not gonna be. I mean, I've seen it. He has to be really, really different. I think he's a little bit more quicker and more uh, athletic than 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 others. And if they're not going to use that and being just a monster like Braun Strowman, I mean, he's Braun Strowman finishing move is a power slam. I mean, I don't buy it. Well, it they have to change something in that also. I mean, I, it's just not, it's just that it, it, it doesn't do it. I mean, it, finishing moves in general. And that's, I mean, why I started hating John Cena back then because of the AA or whatever it is. And then because it just, um, I'm, I'm not sold. It's not, you know, the stunner was very powerful. Uh, I think they, they have to make Becky Lynch something with um, not a submission uh, finishing. Um, and I don't know, but 
that's my take. No, I know, I know what you mean. I, I, Braun Strowman's a weird one for me because I don't know what it is, but I'm not as enthused about him as I once was. Like, there's, it's just, just, I don't know what it is. There's something, there's something missing now. Maybe we just missed the boat with him. Maybe it's one of those things where we should have changed plans and pulled the trigger. Obviously, I remember the elimination chamber last year. The big problem was we were trying to both protect, Bro- uh, protect Braun Lesnar, protect Braun Strowman, but also make sure that Roman Reigns got over. You know, that, that was really, exactly. really, yeah, that was really difficult. And I think maybe us trying to do that did derail Braun a little bit because I'm certainly not as interested uh, as I once was. And I do agree with you about finishing moves as well. The best thing they're doing on TV at the moment that nobody is talking about is the Dirty Deeds is devastating. Now, whether or not you like it as a move, every time Dean Ambrose hits that, he wins. No one ever kicks out of it. And slowly but surely, it, 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 I'm starting to believe in it more. It is like the DDT when Jake Roberts used to have it. And I, I that's a look, new era, new times, new beginnings. That is something else I'd like to see. Absolutely agree with you with the, the range of moves, but also moves that have impact and actually will win matches. We don't get that anymore. This is the only thing that Dean Ambrose is doing correct this, these days is his finishing move. And they, I mean, and it, it's getting over and everything. And he's uh, executing a pretty, pretty good all the rest, I mean, he's trying to get into the new character and everything, and I'm trying to get behind it. But ever since, ever since the shield broke along uh, the first time, <laughs> I think they turned the wrong guy heel. I think Dean, I mean, I think Roman Reigns should turn heel uh, back then, but Dean Ambrose is just lost in the shuffle. And I don't think, I think, I mean, he's charismatic. On the, on the other hand, I mean, he's not really. I don't want to see a full match of 20 minutes of Dean Ambrose, if it makes sense. I, mean, I, I, I will fast forward for most of it. And that would happen also with Seth Rollins. Even Seth Rollins cannot save Dean Ambrose's match, if it makes sense. And yeah, that no. was—I mean, I'm sorry for Dean Ambrose. I mean that I'm that I'm saying it. He's—I think he's a hard worker and everything, and you know, after the injury and stuff like that. But he's not. It, it, it doesn't have it yet. Yeah, dude. That, that's again. That's the best thing about wrestling, right? You can have conversations where you know there's just disparaging opinions. You don't really know why. That's the coolest thing about wrestling. So one person's hero can be the other one's. I don't get it. You know, I shrug your shoulders. I don't. I don't. You know, my my guy, like you just said, somebody I always respected. And already, you know, I could see why other people liked him. But personally, I never got into was Jeff Hardy, and that's the same to this day. I never understood the love of Jeff Hardy. Never got it. It was just lost on me, and I don't know why. I can't tell you. I I, I could tell that he was talented, and I don't. I don't think that you know he got anything he didn't deserve. But from a fan point of view, I was like, yeah, whatever. I can take him or leave him. And I don't know why. I can't explain it. But that's why I love wrestling. And that's why I think... Today you know? Sorry? Today you know? No, I don't. He's just not my guy. He's just not my guy. (laughs) I I just... I don't have that connection that other people have. But he's an incredible guy when it comes to that connection because he's never lost it. You know, throughout all his trials and tribulations and all the, you know, difficult things he's gone through, he's never lost that connection with the fans. And I find that incredible because I'm not one of them. I almost feel like I've missed out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, so like before there are a few things I do want to talk about before uh, before um, we we do wrap up because actually one of them is quite interesting. I want to. There's some rumors going around today, and look, I think they're fairly ridiculous rumors, but I'll mention them as I always do on the show. Uh, basically, Goldberg. This is why I want to talk about it because you mentioned Goldberg earlier. Goldberg just so happened to follow all of the All Elite Wrestling accounts today on Twitter. Oh, my now, God. Now, the way I see it is this, right? If you are going to try and do a big surprise and you're bringing in Goldberg, I don't think he goes follow him on social media. I think he does the opposite of that, and he stays really quiet because you want a big surprise. However, let's say there is something into that, and let's talk about your mate that loves Goldberg. It, you know, is he such a Goldberg fan that he would go out of his way to watch a brand new wrestling company if Bill Goldberg was in it? I think he will give it a shot. 
He will give it a shot. If he's if he see that it's it, it's it's interesting, he will keep watching. If they're gonna mess it up and he's like, um, oh, no, that's not for me, and he's going to he's more of a he he's he's a UFC freak, so he's watching everything with the UFC. He loves Brock Lesnar, by the way, because of the UFC, and he, I can imagine he knows yeah. from from the UFC, so it's kind of a it's kind of funny. And I told him, oh, I know him since two thousand two, uh, so, <laughs> but it's uh, but yeah, I mean. I think people will give it a try, but they have to produce a good product. I mean, just being look how many good superstars in the WWE right now, and it's not a good product. Yeah, no, too true, man. A hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. <laughs> and they have all the production and the money and the TV time and 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 they, I don't know. It's it's a little bit annoying that um, and and then people, I'm thinking about it. Okay, maybe they'll ask me what I will, but I don't know what to do. Also. I'm not a writer. I, I'm not a booker. I'm not a. I mean, I have maybe a few ideas what to do, you know, big pictures and everything, but I don't know exactly how to save it. So I'm, I'm giving them another chance, and, and there's a lot of chances. <laughs> no, nah, but that's what we do. I, I, I get that, man. But you're right. A lot of people will say, oh, what would you do? And it's like, well, I get I have my own ideas, but that's not really my decision. I just know what I am being shown I don't like. I don't think there's anything wrong. Anything wrong with doing that. And the last thing I want to talk about as well before before is I mean, I, we, this is something I think we could. Anyway, the rumor is basically that Vince McMahon wants to change up the new day. What that entails, we oh, don't know. Oh, thank God, I don't but, know. I, I didn't read about it. Okay. Yeah, but that's what we know. All we know is the rumor is that apparently Vince McMahon has sat down and said, "Look, we need to do something with the new day. What do we do now? That could be breaking them up. That could be keeping them together, but putting Biggie on a on a singles push. It could be. Mm-hmm. It could be all manner of things. But I actually think. Now is probably the time to do it. This is what I was thinking about. Like when I started watching them on SmackDown, I will admit they did win me over. I actually thought their promo they cut was quite funny. But it does feel like not for any fault of their of their own, just because it's just time. Every, you know, everything has a shelf life. I don't necessarily think you have to break them up, but I do think they need something different, be that turning them heel or or changing up in some fashion. But yeah. what, what I mean, they've been around for sort of it must be almost four years, I would guess. What do you want to see, man? Like if you if you could change the new day right now. Yeah, I know they're having fun, and I know when they came uh, as heels at the beginning, I'm like, no, 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 this is like too good to be true. I mean, they have to change, and they did. They saw the potential, they changed it, they're having fun, we having fun because they're having fun. And uh, it doesn't sound so scripted, even though it is, but but they just, you know... Um, and it, they, they lately, they've been stretching it. I, I, I thought they're going to split them up months ago. Um, even last year, or you know, but this series sounds very good to me. Turn big, biggie heel, and then you know, and then l- let him win the World Rumble. You know, and that can be all that that can be interesting. And then, but we also have Daniel Bryan as a great heel, so I don't know. Would He's you, doing a great job either way. Would you break them up, or would you keep them together and just let them, them. you'd actually a hundred percent break them up so they feud with 100%. each other and stuff. A hundred percent. They have. Been. I mean, I, I, but I can tell you that. Ex- but but Kofi has been in the company for a long, long time. He will he will last in the shuffle at some point, and yeah. then Xavier would still maybe has the potential maybe to stay in the mid card title, whatever it is. But Big E can can um, Big E can make it. Do you think that Big E will ever get a run as a world champion? I hope so. I hope so, but I just can't see it at the same time. I don't know what it is. I, 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 I don't know. I, I want it to be true. I think he deserves it, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's all, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to, to Stone Cold podcast a lot, and then it's all about getting a relationship with Vince McMahon still, 
And then if he has a good relationship with him and he, if he's, you know, because I know like our truth is still in the company, he's still getting like TV time and he's a great, uh, you know, friends with him. So um, I, I hope that he does, you know, you know, as a baby face or as a heel, choose whatever you want, even both. Um, I think it deserves it. I mean, is they, oh, I mean, all of them are doing a very, very good job in the last four years. So, yeah, no, I just looked up as well. They've been around for four years, uh, five years in July. Five years. I don't years. want to see them as team champions again. No, I don't. That's the thing. What do you do with them? That was my big thing. When I sat down and thought, what do you do? And I don't know. I don't know what you do. They've run their course in a good way. They're awesome as heels, awesome as faces. But like I just say, you can't, nothing lasts forever. And uh, not just in wrestling, but in entertainment in life. You just hit, eventually you hit a roadblock. And there's nothing you can do. You just go, go, eh, it's time to change it up. So I actually hope they do do that. I hope that is true. Uh, we will, we will wait, we will wait and see. So, my last question to you, man, before we do, we do wrap this up. It's nice and simple, but I always like to know. I think I've got an idea. Favorite wrestler of all time? If you're going to pick one, who would you pick? Is that a serious question? Yes, I like that question because <laughs> it will change. It, 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 it will change on a whim. It's uh, it's Bret Hart for the longest time. Uh, if CM Punk was still in the company, he'd overpowered the CM Punk. But Bret Hart still. No, I like that man. I like. See, it's always always it's always the way. Always one new, always one old. Um, but yeah, that, that's why we got on so well, man. It's the Bret Hart love. I knew. I knew Bret it. Hart. Bret Hart is just like. Uh, uh, it felt like more like a sport. It felt like it's, yep. it was matter to him. It is. It was more real. Everything was. He, he didn't talk during his doing his matches. I know everything is is predetermined and it's not really. And he's protecting you know the other wrestler. Uh, but I appreciate it and it's uh, he delivered it. I think in the best way. Stone Cold will tell you the same thing uh, that he got me, he got him over too. I think he should have been after. It should have been uh, backstage there and 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 help them be an agent with like matches and stuff. And they they didn't do it. And uh, I think they should use a lot of um, um, a lot of wrestlers with with brains like like Bret Hart more to to produce uh, great matches. No, I agree, man. I think that's why a lot of people like NXT. NXT feels like a sport. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people like New Japan. New Japan feels like a sport, and obviously Ring of Honor does too. Um, and I think hopefully bringing yeah. a bit of that onto the main roster would uh, would do well. We wait and and Tomasa Champa, by the way, I'm sorry, but Tomasa Champa is just like a, a um, he, he's giving a really, really the value for the for the for the title. For the oh, absolutely! He's like, oh, he, yeah, he's doing a great, great, great job, and I hope the main roster will do the same because otherwise, why would we watch it? We 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 don't need to to follow you if you don't have something to to chase for. Yeah, exactly. The whole point is the, all these people. I know there's other things that go on, but the overwhelming thing is all these people want to win a belt, and if the belt doesn't exactly. mean anything, how can we buy into it? So true. So true, no, 100%. That's true. There we go. We'll wrap it up there. Perfect, my man. I like it. Well, look, dude, thank you so much for your time again. Is there anything you want to plug? Oh, you, you never have to, but I always like to give people the opportunity. You can put your Twitter out there or whatever, or you can say, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Um, no, I mean, for now, I mean, I, I probably this year, I will, uh, I will do something with wrestling. I don't know if it's a podcast or something like that, like in, in the future, like for this year. Uh, but it, it will happen. And then when it, you know, when it will, uh, I'll have you as a guest also. And um, and I will talk to you soon. Done. Done, my friend. Well, look, stay in touch. We'll definitely get you back on uh, in a month or so. See what's up. Especially if you go to another show. Definitely let me know go to another show. We'll get you back on. Oh, by the way, I am going I am going to the Royal Rumble with, with my wife before the, right, well, the birth. You know, she's going to be because because my <laughs> child is going to be the end of March. So the end of January is going to be uh, right. it's going to be her first uh, pay-per-view uh, inside the 
this. So yeah, I'm gonna go to the NXT and I'm gonna go to the Royal Rumble uh, and not Monday Night Raw because NXT is much better. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then and then I really really hope it's gonna be my first Royal Rumble. I really really hope it's gonna be a great show. I do have a good feeling about it. Uh, and I'm um, waiting for Kevin Owens. Well, there we go, dude. Done. We'll get you on after the Royal Rumble to get a first-hand live experience of the show. I like that. I like that a lot. Done. Awesome. Thank you, man. Uh, as always, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Simon316, Instagram at Simon316. Also, all these podcasts are on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. And again, all supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. If you are listening on iTunes, give us five stars, give us a rating, give us a review. It all helps. But um, that's it for this week in terms of wrestling podcasts. I also do a gaming podcast in case you're interested in the week in gaming. So go get, check that out. Otherwise, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Wrestle Kingdom 13 that does air later today. Or couldn't be on right now by the time this goes up with Japan's um, time difference. Enjoy that. But most importantly, I'll talk to you all again soon.